We're back again for another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be here. And we're going to talk about some yarn stuff and then some witchy stuff. Not much news this week. Just if you like the works of J.R. Tolkien, join in on the There and Back Again, Cal. It's kind of being run through myself, Valkyrie Fibers, and the Fiber Coven Discord. Free to join. No requirements on anything, mm-hmm. really. Knit something, knit, crochet, weave, felt. Make something out of fiber that's Tolkien related and join in the fun. Yeah. Hooray. So I guess we can jump right in and talk about our yarn then. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Did you finish anything? No. I didn't either. Well, what have you been working on then? It's been uh, two weeks since we talked. It's true. It's true. Uh, did I, sh- had I shown you these socks? The sock? Have you seen this? No. It's, this is a sock. It's very um, colorful. So I guess I did technically finish something. I finished that vanilla sock that was for my uncle that was Mm. the companion sock to the sock I had already finished for him got it and I brought it with me to Disney and gave it to my aunt so she could give it to him hooray so this Mm. is the sock I'm currently working on which is for me very nice and it is in the same line of Regia yarn which I think it is called like festival or something festival four ply uh, but mm-hmm. I was working on this one specifically because this colorway name is Tomorrowland and definitely themed to the Disney Tomorrowland. I would say this is mm-hmm. the color of cast member uniforms in the area. Like there's no way that that is not what this is. <laughs> so it was. How do they get away with that? I mean, I think, you know, or is it officially licensed? It's like vague enough. I think that like mm. you could argue it's not, but I would say it totally is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just doing a vanilla sock for me. Um, It has purple and lavender and like bright Mm -hmm. blue and orange and like pinky orange and gray. Looks salmon-y. Yes, I am. Like the color of cooked salmon flesh, which is Mm -hmm. delicious. Mm -hmm. And I have my little Dole Whip charm on there for theme. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yes, this is my sock. I am past the heel and gusset and on the foot now. Is that spearmint in the heel? It is spearmint in the heel. It's one of my children. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Nice. Good spot. Good spot. Yeah. Did you finish Uh, anything? No. Oh. No, but I have made significant progress on stuff. So this is the ripple crop top that I am making. That's for for me. (laughs) It is. And this is out of some purple hand spun. It feels like buttered kittens. It looks so, it cute. so soft. You're going to like it. I think it's everything's going to be going good. I don't Excited. know how much you can see. The yeah. color's not coming across great, but I have maybe like a solid three inches. This is my project I work on when I need vanilla knitting or I have, um, you know, perhaps not the most sober and I need something simple. This is what I've been working on. And like I said, I'm making progress. Um, I think it has to be like seven or eight inches before I do anything cool. So this is great vanilla work. Nice. It looks wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Then, yeah. So I guess we're not going to throw around numbers for privacy sake, but I measured my partner's chest circumference and it is nearly identical. So you might get some pictures of uh, him modeling this for you. I am cool with that. Okay. <laughs> I think, I think that's just think that's funny. And just, it looks, I'm sure it'll be great. And I mean, it's a, has positive ease and I'm sure it'll all be great. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I put in, (laughs) 
I put in a ton of work on my other project. I, I've been knitting a bunch when I haven't been working. And so I cast on, uh, last time we talked, I had already cast on my shoe suisse rug. Mm-hmm. It was a little baby. It was a little baby, but I have separated for the sleeves. It's kind of a hot mess now because it's all bunched up oh. on my needles. Yeah. So here's the center spine going down the back. Mm-hmm. I have, I have separated for the sleeves. I have gone from with my hand spun that fades. It's gone from neon yellow to orangey and it's almost getting to be purple now. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was really excited to get past the sleeve separation. This is my, my wee little sleeve. Mm-hmm. And I tried it on uh, just on the needles today. And I think it's going to look really good. I think it's going to fit great. I'm worried that it's going to block big because brioche blocks like lace, but that's fine. It's, I want an oversized thing. Yeah. So how are you doing the color management for the sleeves? Because you're like working with that gradient. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't decided what exactly I'm going to do, but I had a thought and my thought is in the pattern, you're supposed to use a contrast color to bind off. It has a little contrast I cord and I have, oh, you can't see it. I have a neon green up there. Oh, there it is. Yes. There I see it now. Yeah. The very neon. And that was what I was planning to use for my cast off. I was thinking of making the sleeves, the main color, which is the speckled white and the neon green. Yeah. Which I think would be a really fun contrast. Yeah. That's how I think that would be cool. Either that, or they can just, I can pull from the outside of the cake and they'll just be purple, purple, Mm -hmm. which would also look nice. There, it, I'm definitely thinking I would like to use the contrast bind off for the sleeves as well as the bottom edge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Neat. I'm leaning towards green sleeves. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like all the, I've been doing. Like sunrise colors of it. Yeah, it does feel very sunrisey. Mm-hmm. Very punchy. Yeah. Yeah, like a cartoon sunrise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else have you been working on? Um, the other thing I have mostly been working on is a new thing that I'm so excited about that I started because I wanted like a vanilla kind of shawl project to work on while I was in lines at Disney. And I have also been wanting to design something for sock sets for a while um, specifically. So I'm using this big little yarn co in the ocean uh or what is it's got town with an ocean view uh that Mm -hmm. was kiki's delivery service inspired um Mm -hmm. so i have this cake with the like oceany colors and then this like purple is the Mm -hmm. contrast um Mm -hmm. so it is this big now oh my goodness Mm mm-hmm and so you've just used the main color I see so far. Yeah, I've just used the main color so far. And I have done this kind of garter stitch crescent situation. And then mm-hmm. every now and then there are some extra big eyelet- eyelets that you do. Mm-hmm. And I am considering keeping it this way for a huge majority of the thing. Um, yeah, because, so you get to the border. Right. And then just doing the border in the contrast color. I think that's what Mm -hmm. I'm going to do because then you could also, in theory, use whatever amount of yarn you have and you can do this forever. What I'm doing Mm -hmm. right now, it's an infinitely repeatable thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I will probably do this forever and then at some point stop and do something with the contrast color. And that's my plan. I might do a version of this 
where I uh, use another one of the Big Little Yarn Co. Uh, Miyazaki sock sets and do not eyelights and do like some stripes with the contrast color. I haven't fully decided yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you will. It seems like you will have to plan like when your last chunk is going to be about 20 grams because you need to manage that. Yeah, I'm also I think I'm going to try and go for a border, a lace thing that is only a couple rows, maybe two to four rows Mm -hmm. for that reason as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Nice. It's really pretty. I'm excited to knit mine up because I have that same set. Yeah, it would be nice in any of those colors too. Any of those. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, never know. I might, might make that in something else. Yeah, yeah. But sock sets are a thing that I have that sometimes I don't want to make socks out of. So that's what I'm mm-hmm. doing. Um, it's pretty big already, so I think it will be mm-hmm. big enough to be worn, which is good because this is. I I know I have done a, a few crescent shawls uh, in the past couple of years, but this one has a different construction formula. It's not the same mm-hmm. system as the uh, Natan and uh, the Natan and Dark Romantic are spoiler alert, the same math uh, that makes mm-hmm. the shape, but this is different math. So nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's yep. so exciting. Mm-hmm. You've been knitting on anything else? Nope. Cool. Sweet. I guess we can talk about acquisitions now. Mm-hmm. Should I go first? Because I feel like you're going to have a lot of acquisitions because you just come back from vacation. I didn't get all of my stuff because I didn't mm-hmm. want to just like talk about stuff that I got in Disney for forever. Um, okay. I do have a specific thing and I'm wearing this shirt, but that's mainly it. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a couple things this week. I had mm-hmm. ordered Haverland's Epic Space Opera kit. This is for part one. And this Yay. is the, yes, this is the neon Darth Maul inspired colorway. And I got this on the pack sock base, which is a two ply superwash merino nylon blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's lovely. And apparently even some stripes glow under black lights. So this is my first black light yarn Ooh. and it comes with a black mini because of course mall. And it's called, I have a bad feeling about this. I love but this gorgeous neonness is a tonal yellow with neon bits, a tonal purple with neon bits, a ready pink. Oh my gosh. And an orange. It's great. If you Google neon Darth Maul or you look it up on Etsy, there is a shirt image with it on it with the inspiration. And I think it's rad. And I'm really thinking of doing some faux aisle color work with this. Something star Warsy because I think this is too fun to be hidden under under shoes so i'm thinking and of course i got the last one left um because i waited too long like a fool i will never doubt uh carol again <laughs> and i wanted to share this with my two yarny star wars friends so i was thinking of maybe making us like all mitts or sock like doing lots of things like there could be mitts there could be socks or you know all sorts of things that would stretch cute. this baby out yeah And I also received as a gift something that I've been liking, and it is chai teas from the Chai Box. And it's owned by an Indian American woman. Um, So it's nice, woman of color owned company. Uh, Nothing in this box was plastic. It came in a nice, like, sturdy box, and all the jars are uh, glass and 
yay. And all the packing was like paper. Is and it I've tasty? had a couple. Yes. I've had a couple so far. This is their standard chai, which is all chied up. Delicious. I've been having it with oat milk because you turned me into an oat milk drinker. And this one is called Hill Station and it is lavender or no cardamom and rose. And I normally don't like rose teas. I love rose smell. I like fresh roses, but rose teas don't really do it for me. And I think it was really nice and balanced with the cardamom. I like to nice. And then there is a coconut one called Sweet Monsoon. And there's like chunks of coconut in there, mm. which I haven't tried yet. And I'm excited to because I love coconut flavor, but I don't like coconut texture. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like toasted coconut, but not like shreddy coconut. And then this one is a caffeine-free Rubio's tea with lavender and rose, which I'm, yeah, I'm kind of dubious about it because I don't necessarily love those. I don't love florally teas. Mm -hmm. If you love florally teas, this one is still sealed and I can send it to you. I don't love florally teas, but I like Rubio's tea because that's kind of like more of like a nutty flavor. I'm interested Mm -hmm. how that goes together. Interesting. Maybe I'll just have to try it out. Maybe you'll have to come over. (laughs) case test (laughs) it's funny because we live on different sides of this continent yep and yeah so the chai box that's awesome give it a shot folks i Mm -hmm. like it so far Mm -hmm. what all did you get a a small curated selection of things you might like to show us yes so i got many things because i am a disney slut and Mm -hmm. (laughs) got a sort of mickey thinks and whatnot uh but main the main things that i got were star wars related because i was really excited to go to galaxy's edge with my husband who is also into star wars because i had only been there with non-super into star wars people before so i got to nerd out and i got this cute grogu spirit jersey that's like pink and mm-hmm. blue tie-dye and it's fun it looks so cozy they're super cozy i love i love these for wearing around the house in the winter times mm-hmm. I got this cool Star Wars bag. Um, It's a little, looks like a little crossbody bag. It is, but it has these pouchies on the crossbody part. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I got this to where, so Chad and I have booked reservations at the Galactic Star Cruiser, which is the Star Wars hotel uh, for Mm -hmm. September with Chad's brother and our sister-in-law and niece. And it's gonna be really fun. And we're going to dress up and be huge nerds. So this is going to be part of my outfit for that. Um, I thought I could carry my yarn around. (laughs) Nice. So I'll have space yarn. Uh, But yeah, it has this cute little like funky clasp guy and Mm -hmm. all of these open and you can put stuff in and they, of course, like go across. Mm -hmm. It goes like this, but they go, Mm -hmm. they go over. So Mm -hmm. I can, I can have my cargoes. Wait, Uh, so how dressed up are you planning to get? Just like nothing, just trying to not look like a modern american or look uh so i think that our like my my sister-in-law and our niece are really into cosplay so they might be like okay like they might be something i don't know if i'm gonna do that i was excited about this because i thought that i could make like a non-american street clothes type outfit pretty easily around this right like i can like do some like you know, just like wear mm-hmm. my skirts and my shirts and like a shawl or something and have this and be pretty spacey. You know, there's not a lot of skirts in Star Wars. I mean, there's a lot of like leggings and short skirts. I think, yeah, I think I might skirts. do like I think- leggings. 
I might dress I'm like not Han- saying there has. I might dress like a white girl in the fall slash Han Solo and have like leggings and like some boots and like this mm-hmm. and like, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to critique your outfit choices. I was trying to say like this is a gap that Star Wars could fill. Mm-hmm. More more beings in skirts. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. We saw some costumes, like specific costumes there, but I don't really want to dress in like a character costume. They are making right. more clothes um, and we'll mm-hmm. apparently be able to buy them earlier than going there. Of course there. you can buy them. Right. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> if I'll get point. something. I know that they have shown like Twi'lek head tails. So I might get Twi'lek head tails if that is available to me. Yeah. I am not immune to like the desire for merch. Like I was really mad that I missed out on getting like Jen Urso's vest jacket mm-hmm. thing when that was something that was sold in stores. Mm-hmm. I regret that. Yeah. It was cute. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I saw a different vest that I thought about getting, but the vest and the bag were too many pockets together. So I settled on mm-hmm. the bag because I can at least carry my yarn in it. I think it's rad. I'm yes. jealous. I'm excited. I really, it. I really know you've, you've really like made me want to go to a theme park, which is something I have not wanted in a long time. Sometimes I have that effect on people. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the other thing that I got was a holocron, which is cool. And I sent, I gave yours to the post office today. So it should I'm so excited. be arriving soon. So this is my holocron. The quarters pop off. They twist like this, which is fun. And that makes it light up. Yeah. And then if you hold it like this, it talks. My master was an unconventional Jedi. I followed his lead, which wound up saving my life. Did it though, girl? Did it? Did it? Um, yeah, she says assorted things about Anakin, but yeah, so it, it lights up mm-hmm. and makes noise like that when it's on, and then you can turn it off. And exciting. it has this little drawer that you can put a kyber crystal in. So this little kyber mm-hmm. crystal. And I have this white Ahsoka one. I also, they come in this little pocket, dropping things. They come in this little capsule to, you know, Mm -hmm. keep the kyber crystal contained. And it's random what character you get based off the color. So I also have Chirrut from Rogue One One. because the first one I got was him, but I really wanted Ahsoka, right? Because of course I did. Um, So now we have two. And they also make, this is the Jedi cube, uh, but they also make the Sith triangle one. So it's cooler looking. It is cooler looking. They, I actually discovered, so when I was there, they had the Jedi cubes in like the Sith parts. They have like a shelf that has like lights, basically like blue and red lights. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that the Sith one was actually a different shape and they didn't have it there. But yeah, the Sith Mm -hmm. one looks like the Sith one that Ezra has basically. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so exciting yeah but so i think we're gonna get the sith one when we go back because if you put the sith one on top of the jedi one when they're lit up then the bendu talks and that's rad <laughs> okay not only is the bendu like super rad on its own it just like tickles me endlessly that that's the fourth doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> because like that's such a doctor thing to do because mm-hmm. like who I don't know. I think the doctor is very much a neutral magic user. Oh, yeah. He is. Maybe uh, chaotic. He was maybe chaotic good. <laughs> yeah, maybe chaotic good. 
Well, um, sweet. Yes. So that's that's my holocron. It's nerdy. I like it. It comes with a mini USB charger um, to charge mm-hmm. it and a little bag to put it in. So that's nice way to go with the merch Disney. And Lauren did want one of these. So she has one coming to her in the mail. I, I uh, muled her one. So yay, yay, holocron. <laughs> because we were disappointed in the low cat plush selection. <laughs> mm hmm. They weren't really low cat plush. They were like a puppet. A lot of right. the uh, things in the creature shop were like that. They weren't like really a plush. It was like like they have the shoulder monkey thing that can sit mm-hmm. on you and is kind of like a puppet. The lizard and, monkeys. Yeah. And it's like head turns and stuff, which is like mm-hmm. neat. And they also had like a squishy rubber puffer pig, like mm-hmm. the ones from Rebels. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. Do they have those messed up looking dog bug things from Resistance? Those are just so no. grotesque. I love them. No, I didn't see any of those. I don't know if they have them normally. They had two different colors of the Loath Cat that like wasn't mm-hmm. squishy. They had blue and brown. And they had they have like a Wampa plush mm-hmm. and some other stuff that I don't fully recall. But they most of the stuff was like had some harder element to it. Mm-hmm. And then the plush is like plush that looks, it's more like toy looking. It's not like this is a accurate representation of a loath cat. It's like a knit flat baby Yoda. I have him up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Star Wars land. Star Wars. You like hearing us talk about Star Wars? You should check out our office hours. We were supposed to talk about business there, but we mostly talk about Star Wars. It's true. (laughs) Anyway, shifting gears to other bits of fantasy. You can talk Mm -hmm. about Occult Corner now. Mm -hmm. I didn't know pre-research, so tell me about it. I don't know about this thing. Tell me the story. Nice. So this is two weeks in a row of Japanese folklore, which is really cool for me. I'm a Japanese-American. Oh yeah, the county's different. I'm third generation in America, so I'm pretty disconnected from the folklore. So I've been really enjoying Googling it and reading up about this stuff. I don't claim to know any like deep sort of folklore, just what uh, Google has shown me. But we both have the Yokayochi Tarot deck, which is based off of Japanese folklore. And the card I drew the other day was this one. It was the Five of Swords, which are the Namahage. And these are a variation on your traditional Japanese troll or ogre called the Oni. These guys are actually a little less malevolent, but they are supposed to come down out of the mountains in the first full moon of the new year. And according to Western calendars, we are recording this right before the first full moon of the new year, but that is very much not the lunar calendar. And I don't know how the lunar calendar works, Uh, but anyway, Around the beginning of the year, full first full moon, these guys come down from the mountains and tell kids to behave better. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Think, and like so many cultures have some sort of creature like this. Um, I really liked, I really liked it. Um, let's see. So, like I said, they are a variation of the classic Japanese oni. They usually have a like primary colored face, like red or blue or black faces and tusks and they wear the straw coats and leggings the way many trolls of Japanese folklore look and the name Nagahage means peeled blisters so that comes from (laughs) the the blisters one would get from sitting too close to the fire in the winter 
So if you were being lazy in air quotes here and sitting too close to the fire, you might get these blisters from sitting too close to the hearth. And these guys come down out of the mountains to say, like, get off your butt and get to work. Ah. You're being too lazy to children. Like, are you being well behaved? Because if not, we're going to steal you away. So that's kind of their function within society and folklore. Uh, and they come from the northwest region of Japan, the Akita Prefecture, and primarily the Oga Peninsula, which is like all of in there on the uh, northwest side of Japan. Uh, in addition to admonishing people in general for being lazy and children for being misbehaved, they also, um, in particular, heckle newlyweds. And they said in particular newlywed brides, but they will go to the house of newlyweds and being like, what bad stuff have you been doing in your first full year of marriage? Nice. Um, which is, of course, kind of funny. Uh, and in folklore, and I guess in practice, people would dress up as these things. And they would go door to door. And, you know, if there were children, they'd admonish the children. Or like sometimes they would, eat, you know, the, the people addressing up might even have some inside information. Like, have you not been collecting the eggs like your mother asked you? And, you know, <laughs> heckling the children into being good and scaring them with, uh, you know, theater like fake swords. Mm -hmm. And then the parents would uh, like pacify the ogres by giving them a mochi, which is like traditional New Year's food, which I love. Uh, so they basically go door to door and get little, get little treats, you know, be like, oh, like if I don't, you know, you're, if you're a parent, you'd be like, you better be good or else I won't give the Namahage a treat and tell them to go away. I'll let them take you instead. And if they go to like a newlyweds house, they're expected to be served like a full meal and sake, which is good. And I just, I just love how many different cultural practices are similar because there are so many elements that we're more familiar with in Western culture. Like there's a hint of trick-or-treating in there. Mm -hmm. There's a hint of Mary Lewid, which I would love to talk about some Yule, which is a Welsh tradition of basically going door to door and heckling your neighbors. And I was thinking it's kind of like Krampus too. Yes. With the taking then, the naughty children. Yes. And like in every culture where there's like a Santa Claus character and the accompanying like negative one, like, uh, there's something, and I mean, sometimes that can even be within the same character, uh, the duality of there's going to be something during like the Yule New Year's season that rewards you for being a good child or, you know, punishes you for being a naughty child. Because mm -hmm. it's kind of like, I think that one is, uh, like you said, there's the Santa and Black Peter or Krampus. Mm -hmm. the, those are two separate characters. But I think in Italian culture, I'm not super well versed on this, but La Bifana, like she'll either give you treats or, you know, do bad witch things to you. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's, that's really cute. And there, there is also the original folklore about the Namahage, which might be a little racist because I know the Japanese could be racist sometimes um so the original folklore is that in i think it was like 80 something bc was when this originated from so like back when rome was a republic if you wanted to reference that to western culture so like a long time ago a chinese emperor came to japan and he supposedly brought with him these demon namahage and they were doing bad things around the countryside you stealing you know crops and young girls and everything and in the folklore, it is a classic tale of tricking supernatural beings into building you something and then reneging on the deal and getting out of it. Uh, it bears striking similarities to a Norse story I know. 
the village says to the Namahage, like, if you can build these, this thousand stone steps up to this mountain in one night, we will, you know, pay you a tithe in young girls and crops every year. And of course, these magical beings get to work building this stone steps to this, it's either a shrine or a mountain or both uh, in different versions of the story. And when they're, they've completed 999 steps and they're fitted last steps, the village crows like a rooster and trick them into thinking they've failed the task because their night to do it is up and morning has come and the, the Namahage stop building prematurely and fail the task and the oh. village doesn't have to pay them and their steps have been largely built. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And that is the cliff notes on the Namahage, which is a variation of the Japanese Oni. Fun. And and a cultural tradition of uh, heckling your neighbors for snacks, mm-hmm. which is always fun. Give us snacks. Give us snacks. That was super fun. I, like I said, I've been loving digging into little bits of Japanese folklore. It makes me want to read some Japanese history, which I might do sometime. Yay. And I know this week, I think that's about it for us. We don't have anything for our shameless self-promotion section. Just to say, if you're looking for us around the internet, if you're looking for my yarns or Emily's patterns, you can find links to all that good stuff at fibercoven.com. That will also take you to our Patreon where you can join in on our little Discord server and our bonus content. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Is there anything else before we sign off? I don't think so. Fun. Okie dokie. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us and we will see you next week, Coven. Keep making yarn magic. Bye-bye. Bye.